1: Welcome to WCW Retro. I'm your host for the evening, Papa Stro, the maestro of wrestling. Always great to have you guys with us. Uh, it's the Wild Wild West, of podcast. just <laughs> the place to be, folks. We talk about past, present, future professional wrestling, but so much more. You never know who's going to call to have the fun. And tonight's a very special night. We're going to be talking giants, monsters, and beasts of professional wrestling through the year. So if you have any favorite stories or favorite moments with your favorite, giant monster or beast of pro wrestling, please call in and give us your great memories and feedback. Uh, and you call back and call anytime, actually, tonight's podcast. So, well, 914-338-1885. Once again, that number is 914-338-1885. So, uh, yeah, lots to talk about tonight. Um as uh, well as uh, many other topics that we'll be discussing. Uh, First off, um, give us some shout-outs, if you will, and some plugs. uh, Shout-outs to Masters of Ring Entertainment, mastersofringentertainment.com, Fisher with Special Friends at fisherwithspecialfriends.com, College Friar Alley Club reunion. uh, It's going to be happening this month. Uh, Unfortunately, I won't be able to attend this year, uh, but I'm hoping things will be – uh, eligible for me to uh return to next year's uh CAC. But if you're in the area, uh, go support a great great cause, great uh great company that helps a lot of us in the pro wrestling industry, Kali for Alley Club and, and support them at the website at Califar That's califarly Uh support our friends in innovative hybrid wrestling in the Maritimes area in Canada at facebook.com dot slash IHW wrestling uh, Shockwave Wrestling Entertainment, which I have just started doing commentary for, actually, doing color commentary for. And uh, next year I'll be doing commentary for Shockwave uh, Wrestling Entertainment, it will be September 18th at the Fall Fair at the Craven County JC's Fairgrounds in New Bern, North Carolina. But for more information, support Shockwave Wrestling Entertainment at shockwavewrestling.com. That's shockwavewrestling.com. And uh, come see us September 18th. Uh, i uh, the movie that I'm going to be in starring Dr. Arkham in The Devil's Daughter will be premiering at the Golden Ticket Cinema's Twin in Lenore, North Carolina, October 30th. And, uh, it's going to have support, Gracious Hands, which, uh, helps support, uh, victims of domestic violence and abuse, uh, for a good cause. So, uh, support our premiere, The Devil's Daughter. October thirtieth for more information, go to the devil's daughter's facebook page at facebook dot com slash real devil's daughter um I'm an upcoming horror movie uh that'll be out possibly later on this year called Stench of iniquity which i'm starring a as, as an ancient vampire rather named Abba in the film uh, for more information on that upcoming film go to facebook dot com slash stench of iniquity uh I'll be also on set later on this year for the fourth season. The Dust Series, which you can check out uh, all three seasons of Dust Series on their YouTube channel at YouTube.com slash Dust Series. I currently star as the Chief in that series. So uh, uh, go check out uh, all three seasons of Dust Series on YouTube if you haven't got a chance to. Uh, Also, uh, for social media roundup, my official website is thestro.com, S-T-R-O.com, T-H-E-S-T-R-O.com. Uh, my merchandise page is thestro.com slash merchandise. I have current Papa Ween merchandise for October, so get your Papa Ween merch today for all ages, including pets. That's thestro.com slash merchandise. Uh, if you'd like to send me a donation, give me a cup of coffee, tips, et cetera, Thank you for those who have donated to me thus far. Much love and appreciation for that. If you'd like to donate to yours truly, Papa Stro, send it to my PayPal at paypal.me slash papastro. That's PayPal M E slash Papastro. Thank you in advance for your support. And I'm accepting bookings, guys. I haven't retired yet. <laughs> the nature boy says the quote the nature I haven't retired yet. I'm still taking bookings for wrestling, uh commentary, uh voiceover. Uh you'd like to cast me for your television or film. Uh, uh Comic-Cons, conventions, autograph signings, uh, seminars, radio interviews, charities, etc. I do a lot these days. If you'd like to book yours truly, Papa Stroh, for your event, email me at you at com. Let's talk business. And if you'd like to be a special guest on an upcoming episode of WCW Retro, hit me up. Email me, retro at com. Let's get you some exposure. You will on WCW Retro. And... Uh, Before we go to commercial break um, and get back and talk giants, monsters, and uh, beasts, if you will, uh, I'd like to uh, take a moment of silence uh, to the passing. A really good friend of mine in the pro wrestling business, one of my wrestling sisters, uh, was always good to me and it was such a pleasure to work with during our time at wcw uh uh unfortunately she she passed away recently and uh and she was loved by many of us in the wrestling industry and uh, uh heart of gold uh a total sweetheart never since the word and uh, such a positive force in our business and I would like to give my condolences and my heartfelt thoughts awesome and prayers to her family, friends. And uh, we will never forget you. Love and respect always. Um, since the 10-bell salutes for for you, love you always will. Uh, Shannon Sproul, Daphne. right Back in just a few minutes, folks. Stick with
0: us. Hey, this is a total package. Lex Luger, you're listening to the VOC Nation. Don't miss out.
2: Since 2018, there's only been one program that brings you artists from around the world, both big and small, brings you the best in local talent, and hosts live events. Rock and Roll Union is all of that and more. With C.T. McManus, the lovely D, and new co-host Psycho Steve Preston, you are sure to get everything you need. So tune in Mondays at 6 p.m. for your one-stop shop for all things rock and roll. Rock and Roll Union,
1: music worth fighting for
3: in
4: the room
1: every tuesday night at nine listen in
4: pro wrestling illustrated brady hicks former wcw star straw maestro Cassie fist matt grim
1: and you know later dude too
4: right
3: we sure are and we've got great guests like lex luger aj styles taku and more it's a heck of a party plus
1: i didn't get going off uh buildings and then i uh, didn't uh, the get pregnant either Sometimes
4: I think it gets so ridiculous.
0: We were getting into like snuff film territory there. In the room, nine PM Eastern on VOC Nation. Wrestling with history with the voice of choice and killer can resume. When I die, they're gonna open me up and find about two thousand undigested Northwest Airline
3: cheese
2: omelets.
0: Mr. Chris Cruz, what's going on?
2: Jesus, how did I get roped into this?
0: on VOCNation.com or listen to the podcast by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app.
2: Each and every Thursday night, check it out. WCW star Stro Maestro takes you on a journey. It's WCW Retro, talking old school match of the week, talking dream matches, taking your calls and looking back on an incredible career of acting, entertaining, and wrestling. Check it out. VOCNation.com. WCW Retro. Be sure to call in Thursday nights, 9 Eastern, on the VOC Nation
0: Radio Network. Yo, this is Jerry Steig of the Nasty Boys. Yeah, Brian Knobs, Yeah, you get ready to get nasty? Well, listen to the VOC Nation, baby, because it's about to get nasty all around and up on this mother. Get ready. Nasty sensation is coming at you the worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio Network.
1: Welcome back to WCB Retro. Great to have you guys with us as always. And Tonight, we're talking Giants, Monsters, and Beasts. So anytime you guys want to call and give your feedback or your favorite memories or any Giants, Monsters, and Beasts through the years of your choosing, call in, please. 914-338-1885. Once again, that number is 914-338-1885. And let's get to the callers, shall we? All right. First off, I believe... This is the lovely kathy Fitzpatrick from in the room welcome back kathy how you doing? Hey, Joe. How are you tonight? Oh, getting <laughs> over a, a crazy day but <laughs> great
5: yes it has great, been. great
1: to be great to be here with you oh man um i I'm still get uh, i'm like a lot of us can't get over the uh, passing of uh daphne man that's just wow. <laughs>
5: Yeah, you know, um, I was going to post something on my Facebook today <clears throat> about, you know, everyone has problems. No one knows what goes on everyone's mind because they're not around everybody constantly. But,
3: mm-hmm.
5: you know, you just have you know, if If there's anyone out there in the business that's listening, <clears throat> we may sat over, Waffle House or something Or Chatted There's always someone to talk to Always You know It, it's, it may be just like Hey how you doing Hey you want a cup of coffee Hey come on let's get the episode But there's always someone to talk to There's always someone to listen And I don't know if you heard this show But Rikishi's Is was found murdered in California.
1: Oh, wow. Oh, man. I'm so sorry. <clears throat> I oh. know
5: Lloyd had put something up. That's that terrible. They, that they were looking for, her and um, for one, I understand that she was found murdered today in California. Young That's girl. So i sorry. think. I think maybe 17, 18. <clears throat> That's terrible. Um, you know... Shannon was a great girl She mm-hmm. I mean, There was times With Spring of Honor When I would pick them up <clears throat> One story I was telling The girls at work today <clears throat> We were on At Newark Airport And you have to take The tram The shuttle From one place mm-hmm. The terminal to another And we were getting Getting off the We were on the At the thing And everybody's You know in their <clears throat> Outfits and everything Looking crazy As normal. And this woman walks in and she goes, oh, are you their mother? mother?" I'm kidding. No, but I would be proud to be their mother. So as we're getting off the the monorail, we're walking down, and Shannon goes, hold your ears. Thank goodness she gave me a warning, (laughs) because if not, I would have jumped sky high. She let out this scream. Oh, boy. And... And then turn everybody's like turn around looking and she just turned around like, Wow, where'd that come from? You know? And <laughs> that was the type of girl she was.
1: <clears throat> oh yeah.
5: I mean, I hadn't seen her in ages and I saw at her convention and she was screaming, Gabby You know. Such a nice, nice young lady. And all I can say is like my, my thoughts and prayers are with her family. <clears throat> and, um, her relatives and everything um all I can say is you know she's not suffering anymore,
1: yeah,
5: and uh, uh there
1: there were a lot of got, times I wish got I got had her out, outlook on the things you know i mean to be as be as positive yeah. as she was a lot of times,
5: and just you know. They may, may God try to comfort the family, it's the Rikishi family, um, mm. and Shannon's family.
1: Absolutely, um, you guys, if you can keep uh, Shannon's family and Rikishi's family, with awesome prayers. Yeah, they they truly need it right now. Sure, and, and they're definitely mind. And as well as Kathy's, for sure. Um, yeah, yeah, it's been a, it's been a tough day, but you know we'll, we'll we'll persevere. We'll get through it, right? Yes, we will.
5: Sadly, we've had to do it many times.
1: Yeah. Yeah, uh, and the. And what gets me, the, the year's not over yet. <laughs> you know what I mean? Look who we've all exactly. already got here. Crazy. It's crazy. Well, if you stick with us, Kathy, we'll be talking giants, monsters, and beasts. I know you quite quite a few of your favorites you'd like to share. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, man, this would be a fun night for sure. Uh, let's, uh, let's, get, let's bring in Professor Steve. Uh, Steve, welcome back, brother. How you doing, man?
6: I'm um, doing good uh, I'm glad kathy could call in um i, I do have some uh on topic uh text but um uh I did briefly interact with Daphne and uh it's not appropriate for me to talk about here but uh I do want to share with you after the show but uh she was pretty cool to uh interact with uh Daphne prayers energy to towards uh her family and friends and uh I really uh become a fan of Crowbar uh, recently. Um yeah. So these are
5: my oh,
6: thoughts he's a my great guy he's mm-hmm. so um but um yeah on topic uh um, what you were uh, on the side's theme, uh I got to go with Dan Bevern as the, my first Oh, beast yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> he's, a, he's a gentleman beast. He's a beast, but he's a gentleman right. at the same time. <laughs> Great guy. Love Dan.
6: Very accomplished uh, martial artist and, and pro wrestler, uh, NWA champion and uh, UK champion over here. In, black belts and jiu-jitsu and judo and, um, EOC, uh, Legacy. Um, I really like his, uh, uh, podcast with, uh, Don Fry. Hilarious stuff with, with those two bands and, uh, and, uh, so, um, have to go with them. Like, I think the three match besides Haku and uh, Brock Lesnar would have been Dan Steyer and Brock Lesnar.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, I learned a lot from Dan, uh, working with training with him. We, we were training, uh, with a, a company called UWFI, which were at the time competitors of pride fighting. And, uh, he, you know, we, we got to train a little bit and, uh, yeah, I learned a lot from him. I mean, just, uh, like I said, he's, uh, it's toughest to come. You know, foreign, but it's a sort of gentleman, such a nice guy afterwards, and we, we've been friends ever since. Great guy.
6: I uh, heard he was a fan of Lutez, and Luthes became a uh, you know admirer of Dan and uh, Al Snow. I think trained with Dan. I wish I asked Al Snow about it when I met him because uh, that's pretty cool that he oh. was
1: able to be on that Dan Sever's team in that early UFC days. Right, right. You know, that's how we broke the ice actually because. Uh, uh, Lou Dez was like my go-to guy I was, for advice and I always wanted to ask like call and ask Lou you know what should I do this and that when I was young you know early in my career so uh, it was really cool to uh, kind of break the ice with Dan talking about Lou Lutez and everything so I really
6: liked uh, yeah. with the Ox Baker I guess you can consider him a monster or a beast uh, he got interviewed with Lou Dez uh, Lutez, uh
0: Oxmaker, Baker, yeah. <laughs> hey, Kathy,
1: you remember Ox, right? Is Kathy with us? Is Yes, I'm here. Oh, I'm sorry. You, you remember Ox Baker, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Steve just brought up Ox, man. That's awesome. I love Ox, man. Yeah, he was great. I love his
6: promos. I love his promos, and I think the hard punch is an underrated move, and the way him and Lutez interacted was fucking.
3: Oh he, uh, it.
6: I think he wrestled I... Lutez uh, years before these promos that he that he was doing with them, and and uh, I guess he was alluding to Lutez was knocking his teeth out years ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what are you gonna say, Gabby?
5: I said I would like when he would come up to you and he meet you and he'd start singing to you.
6: Yes. Yes. Old time.
1: <laughs> yep. Yes. Oh man. Oz is awesome. I miss Oz. That's worse. Well well sit tight, guys. We're gonna uh, invite some more people here to the party here. Uh first off, let's bring in okay, it's eight five four area code. So let's see what this is. Uh welcome to WCW Retro.
4: Hey Papistro. How you doing? Hey, welcome back. Welcome back, Malcolm. How you been? Good to hear you, boy. Hey, uh, I called in for one reason. I met Daphne three times. She was so nice to me. I mean, it was hard to meet Bob Astrid because she's like, or just like Ashley Massaro. She committed suicide just for Starcast, and it really hit me. These are two nice young ladies. They're much younger than I am. I wouldn't. I told Hugh Hefner, I want to date somebody that's my age, so I got something to talk about, you know, as I grow old. And I don't you know all to set up, they all ever get old. You know, I'll still be running wild, you know, when I'm 90 years old, I think, you know. But, you know, Daphne, <laughs> I don't know. I met her at Big Time Wrestling, first time we were at um, the Holiday Inn, and uh, it was an event, and I remember talking to her and Bailey, Davina Rose, at that time, this was a summer mm-hmm. sometime of 2010, and Davina and, and me and uh, Daphne were talking, and then I met her at the autograph session, and uh, Lillian Garcia was with me and the Iron Sheik and Nikolai Volkoff and Virgil and Don Marie came up. Wow. And we were having what a, a good group. time, all of us together. <laughs> we were joking. And, you <laughs> know. <bet>. And Daphne, <laughs> you know, she told me that I met her in Miami, Florida. I won that trip to WrestleMania. 28 in 2012, and we were at this hotel, and I was with, with Mickey James and Matt Hardy and Robbie E, and then Velvet Sky came over, and we were having a good time all, all of this together, him joking, and I was doing impressions for him, and, and I, I was attracting a bunch of wrestling fans at, at the event, you know, and I was, put, I was bringing out some good vibes for people, you know. um, I've been thinking about this all day. Uh, I got this WCW Mayhem album on my laptop and I was listening to like songs by Sting and uh Hulk Hogan and Donna Downs Page and uh when I think about WCW I mostly think about the Stinger over anybody. Um but it got me um, Gee,
1: thanks. I feel love. Know,
4: even when I met her <laughs> she was just really nice. <laughs> I mean I was yep. I was yep, trying to kill her apprehensive really about meeting her because all, right. all that You know, devil worshipping makeup stuff she was into. You know, you know, I didn't know what a real life personality was going to be uh, like. She was a total nice lady, young lady, I should say.
1: Yeah, I just kept oh yeah, Yeah, in Her her gimmick, her gimmick at the time, the whole gothic thing was was really huge back then. I mean, you had you had her on the scene. You had Vampiro. I mean, it was really big big deal back then.
4: But in real life, you know. Throw away the makeup and the and the uh, character, you know, the evil character thing, you know, the psycho character. She is a r- really sweet young lady, <laughs> you know. Hey,
1: I, I hey man, I just got room to talk, man. I, I have a doll with me, and I dressed in black, so I got no room to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> <Is> <laughs> you you know what I, I mean? In honor of
3: Daphne,
6: I'm just I was watching WW at that time I think she would have been my favorite. But uh when I was uh watching in my youth Victoria was my favorite. But uh I would have loved to have oh, seen the Victoria and Daphne against each
1: other. At some point. Rose, real name. Oh, yeah. Amazing. Amazing. Sorry, Kathy Steve. Kathy, um uh yeah, Malcolm brought some, yeah. brought some uh really good points about, you know, Daphne spending time with some of the people in the business. Um did you um did you get a chance to spend any time with Daphne during uh, some of your events that you went yeah, to? Yeah,
5: Ring of Honor. In, uh, in the beginning days of uh, Ring of Honor, they would bring her in. Nice. And, uh, awesome. you know, she came in with uh, Punk. And it was usually me, her Punk, AJ Styles. Okay. Um, Kathy Carino. Um That's basically
1: everybody that would fit in my van. (laughs) (laughs) I bet that was a good time, those guys. Yeah. And that
5: was at the time where uh, Punk was actually dating her a little bit.
1: Oh, wow. Okay.
5: Yeah, so that was a long time ago.
1: Yeah. Wow.
4: Papa Stroh, what was her real name?
1: Shannon Sproul.
4: Shannon Sproul. I actually had her as a friend on my Facebook site years ago, and CM Punk was on there at the same time.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
4: And I've never that, met um, CM Punk, but I
1: met yeah, Shannon Sproul. Yeah. Well, you know, both both uh, her and, and CM Punk were, were always cool to me. So I mean, yeah. and I I got I knew I knew a Shannon. A little bit more, action because I had more interaction with her, right, with WCW and everything. And she was always great. Matter of fact, uh, we almost had a chance to work together, her, myself, and Crowbar, uh, towards the end of my run. Oh, yeah. And it almost happened. And it it almost happened. But, you know, the office, changing door to the office back then, you know. (laughs) But, but, I mean, we traveled together, and she was such a sweetheart and just a great – soul to be around, and I like I was telling Kathy, I wish I had, back then, I wish I had her mentality of, more a beat mentality back then, because, you know, just, you know, I, it was all right with me, but it was just, certain things kind of got to me at times, and just we're all, we're dealing with, uh, with political stuff here and there, but I mean, she just took everything with a grain of salt, just happy-go-lucky attitude, and I, like I said, back, I just wish I had, back then, I wish I had more of her outlook on life. More or less 'cause he was he was great, man. Uh, nothing but love for uh you know, Daphne. You know
4: what's great, Papa Stroh, is a lot of people don't really see this, but they, these these wrestlers, they they're they're not just great athletes, they're really good actors because they put on such a good performance, especially the ones that are the bad guys like Terry Funk. And you, you meet them like, first time I met Steve Austin. I, I was nervous about meeting him. I didn't know his real-life personality was going to be like, but they're really nice people in real life. I'm going to say this. I think wrestlers, you know, they're putting on a show for everybody and they're, they're doing interviews, but, you know, behind the camera, you know, when you meet at a meet-and-greet, they're, they're the nicest celebrities you can meet,
1: in my opinion. Oh, absolutely. Let's welcome Mr. Hollywood and Saz Moretti. To a party here. Welcome, guys. How you doing? How
4: you doing, Papa Stro, Maestro? We have um, Malcolm. He's we have Mr. Madam. We, have, we have Logan. That's right. Mr. Hollywood is in the house.
3: Uh, get, you your long-winded,
4: uh, get your long-winded intro out of the way and step With the one and only, the one and only Papa Stro
2: Maestro. All right, now we got the long-winded twins out of the way. I can make my introduction. Wait, Wait a minute. Tonight.
0: Wait a minute. Right. I know
4: that voice. Mania, brother.
2: Yeah, well, let me tell you something, Malcolm. Wow. You know, my gimmick is no gimmick. I don't like people. That's not getting twisted. Why? Because, what? people. Here, let me, give you an, let me give you an example. A friend in need is a what? pest. Bobby Heenan said that. Wait a minute. Wait a minute it's, it's, it's Kathy, it's
4: a party
1: <laughs> It's a party here Hey
4: Chuck, you want to hear this?
6: Alright, here we go hey.
3: <laughs> We're waiting <laughs>
4: Did you like that? that was awesome Malcolm. Malcolm that was totally awesome totally awesome he's taking
2: your sound bits, your sound bits away bro uh, no, someone, you're going to have to put them on the switchboard I, 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 yeah, yeah honestly I, I
1: honestly um, I honestly don't have that bit so uh, he can claim that one all he wants there you go
2: hey Bob and Stroke if you want yeah, it I'll email
1: all it to
2: you
1: okay, you, you know man, what's Mr. funny Parker. guys
2: we're You were talking about Luthez earlier, and one of the clips that when we were tape trading as teenagers that I happened to get a hold of was um, a clip from Georgia Championship. And it was a a match between Luthez and a very young Buzz Sawyer before he became Mad Dog Buzz Sawyer. And they went about 15 minutes on TV. I mean, hold for hold. You were kind of sort of waiting for Sawyer to turn on him, but he didn't do it. It was just a straight... Scientific hold for hold match, and it just show the amount of respect that Lutez at that time was in his 60s, how, how much he commanded. Oh, yeah. He, right. Lutez was amazing.
1: Man. Had, had a counter for just about every hold you can think of. Oh, yeah. No. Oh, yeah. I like I the, mean, speaking, the, get, speaking of bees. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, you, you, speaking of bees, you probably you have another uh, a definite beast for the industry, Buzz Sawyer. <laughs> Mad dog. Oh, definitely, most definitely. Yeah. yeah. Definitely, wild man. The j Corporation.
2: Well, I mean, here before that, you're looking at the last battle of Atlanta. That match is going to go well, down in history as the originator of the Hell in the Cell. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yep, at that age, when
4: he's with the j Corporation, he's still a great wrestler. He put on a big show.
0: Big show. you're listen, a big oh. show. Big show.
1: Oh, yeah. Matter of fact, Paul, really, making his AEW a- debut in the ring uh, this Sunday, right? All out? Wow. Is this Sunday? Yep, that's
0: yeah, what we're hearing. Oh. Wow. Palmer, Palmer. that's we right here. Wow. Right, right there in your
1: neck of the woods. Yeah, right that's there in right. your
2: neck WC of the woods, Chicago. Uh, basically, where they're going to hold that event is about 45 minutes northwest of me. When they had wow, the yeah. event at the United Center, that was within a half mile of my place. Wow! And I got to tell you, the the buzz that was on the internet and the buzz that was in the arena was the only buzz going on about that event in the city. I mean, I drove past it. You got about four or five blocks away from the United Center, and it was. I mean, it was as silent as a church on Sunday. You didn't see anything, wow. which kind of struck me funny wow. because. They filled the place, but yet there were no, you know, when the Blackhawks are playing or the Bulls are playing, they've got street vendors hawking T-shirts and hats and whatnot. Uh, You got guys Mm -hmm. trying to get people to go into the private parking lots. You didn't have that. I found it to be a little weird. Wow. (laughs) I'm
1: missing a big show. I got to talk about the big show. Big show. He was the WCW World Heavy Champion. And I'm going to tell you something. When he joined the NWO, that was
2: just too
1: sweet.
3: Yeah, I'm kidding.
0: <laughs>
2: and that was what? Thirty yeah. years ago? What's that? Just about. And that was
0: how just long? About. Thirty years ago? Yeah, okay, <laughs> that's not about a very good ago. minute ago. I'm <laughs> oh, hey, yeah, Mr. You're...
3: Hollywood.
0: Yes, sir. Mr. Hollywood, it was a... you're
3: too
0: sweet. Sweet. Oh
2: my God. <laughs> There we go. Uh,
0: I, I remember. I remember. Uh, my my sister, I remember like yesterday,
4: um, um, the big show. Of course, he was called a Johnny. He was coming down the ring. I just knew he was coming to the rescue of WCW. And what did he does? He turns on WCW and goes in WO. That's that wild. He
6: gets
2: us
3: the two.
1: <laughs> uh, Where is Granny
2: Hulkster when you need her?
3: I know, right? Where <laughs> is
2: she? <laughs>
1: She's she's probably uh, working on her new uh, Granny NWO t-
2: Hollywood t-shirt. Uh, she right. won't admit she's it, but she's going to heel turn, too. She's going heel.
0: I can see it now. She'll never Granny admit Holster it, but she's heel turning the... at
2: some point.
3: Exactly.
1: I'm going... I'm going Granny Holster here. of the NWO. Hey, Kathy, speaking of uh, monsters of the industry, we got to put in Bull Nakano in Japan.
2: Remember Bull Nakano? Definitely. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah, oh, man. She's a tough, man. Whew. But, uh, but have she you seen a, her in
3: the m-
5: past couple of years?
2: Yeah. She's been down. Great, don't she? she got down to what, got, about $1.40? buck She's
5: yeah. yep. playing. Yep. <laughs>
2: Unreal.
1: Unreal. Unreal.
6: Big uh big influence on Paige, I would assume, because she she took the uh, Scorpion hold from uh Bull Nakano and I, I asked her I asked Paige about Bull Nicano convention,
2: so that's pretty cool.
1: That's right, she sure did.
2: The one hold that took her a little bit of them. time to admit to was uh, the Page Turner. That was her brother's. <laughs> mm. Ooh. I just, the the Page Turner to was, was known as the Zach Attack out in England. Those, hey, Papa
1: those matches that Bull Nican- did- Nakano had, had oh, with okay. Medusa, man, th- oh. th- they were amazing. It's just yeah. amazing.
4: Papa Stroke, what year did Bull pass away?
1: She didn't. She's still-, She's still alive. Oh, she didn't. Yeah. She's
4: still alive. She's still alive. She's still alive. Well, I swear, yeah. I think I saw her long ago at big time wrestling. wrestled Davina Rose, before, you know, when she was. Still, before she got to the WWE, I, I think that they those two went at it. I'm not sure, but there was a big obese lady, and her last name was Nakano.
2: That it was a long time ago, mm. brother. She's dropped yeah. weight,
4: but I'll tell you what, Davina Rose, That's, you know, uh, she had she a lot. Of bull in the, it was Bulmacano. She had size on her, and Davina Rose took her best shot and, and came out the victor that night. Yeah,
2: I'm gonna. I'm going to say one thing about Daphne. Uh, I got to see her work at Shiver back in 20 in 2010, 2011. Just a real down to earth person. Took her gimmick very seriously. You know, uh, she was one for always looking to look out for others. And so, you know, it's a it's a loss for sure. But you know, one thing people were talking about, you know, they they flood Facebook with condolences, and they flood it with, oh my God, I should have called her. Well, you know what? Then do it for the next person. Don't come. I should have again. Good point. If, if you know somebody's not right, or somebody's having a hard time, and you and you're uh, gonna blow it off because I mean, come on, let's be honest. We all have our own lives and all have our own problems. But if you say you're gonna mm-hmm. do something, oh, well, I'm gonna reach out to that person. Well, then do it. And if you don't do right. it, don't try to make yourself. Don't try to make your. This is the only thing that, that upset me today. Is if you don't do it, don't get on there and put this long spiel about how great everybody was and how much you all loved each other and how you wish you should have reached out recently and you didn't do it, because you're not doing that for the person that passed. You're doing that to make yourself feel better. True. Yep. And that time's already gone. True. Right. right. You know, I, I don't mean to be a, I don't mean to, to sound negative or be a downer, but. Reach out to people. It doesn't take anything to drop a dime, call somebody, send somebody a text, Facebook message, whatever. Right, right. right. right.
3: I just think it's very selfish. I just think it's it's,
2: I think it's extremely selfish when people start giving these 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 Facebook eulogies, and you know the only reason they're doing it is so that they can clear their own conscience. Yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. That's it. Yeah. But other than that, United. I'm going to tell, tell you guys something though. Everybody, talk, and God bless AEW, God bless NWA, Ring of Honor, everybody else that's providing alternatives in today's wrestling market. But well, if anybody wants to really see up and coming women's wrestling, you got to go to Shimmer. Shimmer is out twice Shimmer. a year, once in October, once in April. Yeah. Well, Make the trip to Chicago and go see Shimmer. Two days, I think it costs you for both days. It's less than a hundred dollars, ticket wise. Wow! And that's to sit, you're in a three hundred seat arena. It's like you're sitting in somebody's living room watching wrestling. Wow! And then that's I've incredible. seen, I've seen all the girls come through, come through Shimmer. I mean, three quarters of the WWE's roster were Shimmer girls. Well, and right. At one time, that's at one white. time, I either, I yeah, at one time I either managed or managed against. Six, seven women that were on the show roster at any one time. Wow! And you know, it's that's where you're going to see, you know, that's where you're going to see see them before they get to where they have to go. The Iconics were a yeah, young B- blonde tag team when I first saw them. It's Did B- you ever B- work
5: with uh, Kathy I, Carino?
2: Yeah, I know Kathy very well. Yeah, I used I managed were, her at, brother Steve in the in the Indies yeah. when Steve was and working Paul Entertainment in Chicago. I worked with Steve. At,
5: and I know uh, Dave Prazak very really well, too.
2: Yep. yep. In fact, I, I'm i one of the three members of the committee that runs the Midwest Wrestling Reunion. And at our first reunion two years ago, going on three years ago, we gave Dave Prasak the promoter's award. Because awesome. what he's done with Shimmer, I mean, granted, Vince is showcasing women's wrestling. That's awesome. But what Vince will never admit to is that Sarah Del Rey, who was his main trainer, yep. pretty much poached three quarters of the Shimmer roster. Yep. I mean, you name them, they were there, with with very few exceptions. Charlotte Blair, um, Sasha Banks, they weren't, um, you know, Nia Jax wasn't, but a lot of them were. And that's yep. when they brought that level of professionalism that was missing. You know, and don't get me wrong, no disrespect to the to the women post-attitude era. They weren't given much to work with, but, I mean, you know, a, a minute-and-a-half tug-and-giggle match isn't going to do anything for women's wrestling. It's just not. Well, well, speaking you know, you want to talk about monsters? Uh, I'll, I'll you mean, talk we, about we, beasts we, and monsters?
1: We, we, uh, we, uh, yeah, yeah, hold that thought, okay? <laughs> sure. Hold that thought, Dad. Sure. Uh, speaking <laughs> of beasts, uh, one of the beasts of the industry recently retired and uh, Awesome Kong.
2: Did you guys yeah. hear about that? Yeah, I
1: was just going to say.
2: That was my thought. You took it. It was awesome. So it was a great leading.
1: Oh wow!
5: You, that was that was
2: the thought that I had had. You know, I, I had well, I was fortunate enough to work with Kong uh, up in Wisconsin, and um, we called a nice little spot. Uh, we called a swerve in our match. And we didn't tell the person that I was managing that we were swerving, which was kind of funny. We made each other laugh, and uh, at the end I got turned on, and I got the I took the big splash. But no, Kong. Kong was definitely an icon in our business in terms of, of being a beast and a monster, you know, as was Monster Ripper, as was Bertha Faye. She went from being uh, a gigantic oh, horse yeah. in Puerto Rico hey. to being a comic act in the WWF, yeah. but she still yeah. put people over. She could still work. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
4: Papa Stroh, I met Austin Kong. And I made her laugh. I couldn't believe I did something crazy. Did Yeah. Uh, that she didn't expect. Uh, I was doing my impression of no, one you, know, Malcolm. For... I'm
1: not surprised.
4: <laughs> yeah, I, you
1: had it anyway. But
4: I accidentally spit on Road Doc Jesse James, and Road Doc goes, Malcolm <laughs> man, just spit on me. I'm gonna have to take oh, out man. Malcolm Menyan. Oscar Pion just started laughing.
1: <laughs> oh my goodness!
5: Holly was next to us too. Awesome Kong put a dent in my car one day, <laughs> and I, and wow, I watched happened. it with a part of her body, uh-huh. but the next time I saw her, she was with Impact in Philly, and mm-hmm. Charmel and I were, were going to go shopping at the hotel, at, from the hotel, yeah. but I'm at the hotel, and she comes walking out, she goes, uh, you still got that dent in your car? And I went, yeah. <laughs> so she walked over and Charmelle goes, what? Kong, what happened? She went, I kind of got thrown into her car. And she went, <clears throat> why do I think that's not your head? <laughs> and I said, I just went, it's not.
0: That's awesome. Wow. So when I saw my
5: car when I sold my car, I was like, Yep, I got a den in it from (laughs) Convook.
1: Nice. (laughs) Oh man. Oh my goodness.
4: No, Papa's drug getting back to Daphne. I remember Roddy Piper, we were at WrestleMania in two thousand eleven. Piper was taking this he was in a good suit and I was dressed up in my goofy gear. And Piper comes up Me and I was telling him I was apprehensive about meeting some wrestler that I thought he was real evil in in real life. And Piper says, Malcolm, you know, he said, "Uh,
3: this, he said, there are
4: wrestlers that have had personalities that would scare you, but in real life, they're, they're really down to earth people. He said, I'll give you examples Vampiro, Daphne. Uh, he even mentioned Daphne. Daphne's a real nice young lady in real life. He said, Vampira's a nice young man. You know, I, I told him Steve Austin. Steve kind of intimidated me. You know, and he said, you know, you can't judge a book by its cover. You know, you got to delve inside of their personalities.
1: Yeah. Um, Agreed. Does, does anybody have any good Hanson Brody stories? you got to put them up there with the Giants, Monsters, and Beasts.
2: i got a Hanson story that's yeah. not with Brody, though. Nice. Hey, go ahead. Um, September 28, 1985, I was 17 years Actually, I just turned 18, and uh, we were at Super Clash 1 at Comiskey Park, and Stan Hanson tried oh. to steal my chair, and I wouldn't <laughs> let him do it. Well, he stole the guys next to me's chair. And then proceeded Did to wrap that, that chair up? around Rick Martell's head. <laughs> Saw Stan at the CAC. Much many years later, told him told him what happened. He goes, "Was that you?" He said, "You know, you cost me three minutes in that match. I had to go find another chair." I said sorry, Stan. You weren't getting it that night. <laughs> <laughs> but I wasn't—I I was never privileged enough to see to see um, Frank in action. though no, but Stan and and Markel, man, they beat the hell out of each other all over Kaminsky Park. It was fun to watch. Oh, I, I thought that uh, was awesome.
6: I I had a, a fan interaction with uh, Stan and got his book signed. I, I wish I asked more All Japan questions because I would have loved to hear heard his thoughts in person about uh, the four pillars, but. um there's so many dream matches. I wish uh, if, if there was a, if there was a prime St. Hanson now. There's so many guys I would have loved to have seen, them with, especially someone like a Walter. But um, uh, looking back at that '90s All time era, it was a it's a pretty great era of wrestling. That
3: that period.
1: Those handsome matches with Terry uh, Bam Bam Gordy were pretty amazing. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah.
6: I saw. A- I saw a picture uh, recently of uh, Terry Gordy uh, kicking uh, Stan Hansen. Um, I'm sure they went at it pretty hard.
2: Oh, wow. You know, that was the fun part about Japan back in the 80s, is that you you can have Hansen and Gordy match up in Tokyo and and knock the hell out of each other, and then the next night in Yokohama they're teaming. That was just the beauty of (laughs) all Japan. Right. Was this the intrigue? That was what. That's what made me a Japanese wrestling fan. Was just the intriguing matchups because you didn't see those matchups in the states. They were very still no. promotional and ter- and territorially centered, and so you just didn't see those type of matches. You didn't see a a Ric Flair and a Rick Martel fight. You know, fight in a unified match one night, and the next night they're teaming.
6: <laughs> I, I got a I got a, I got a, a giant pick a giant Baba. From all Japan, the uh, promoter uh, Gangrel. Nice. Uh, I used to, I used to watch Gangrel's streams on Facebook, and he told me that uh, Baba was his favorite promoter. And he, uh, when he worked all Japan, uh, Gangrel liked working with uh, Terry Gordy as one of his opponents, him and Masala. But the uh, yeah, effort Baba was a pretty good promoter. Obviously, he had a lot of guidance at, at one point when he was working the uh, over there. Hey, Papa Stroh,
4: I met Stan Hansen at StarCast at Memorial Day 2019 in Las Vegas, Caesars Palace, and right Mm -hmm. next to me was Medusa Michelli. And I went up with a big Raider flag, and I took a picture where I held the flag up, and you can just see a tip of Stan Hansen's cowboy hat. And he was laughing, and I told Stan, I said, I know you're a great wrestler, but you also did some really humorous moments in wrestling, too. People didn't know you were a really good comedian. He goes, how so? And I said, remember those interviews in 1990? You had the challenge for Lex Luger for the for the United States title at Halloween Havoc, and I think the other one was, what, Starcade. He got the rematch. Okay, and he did the interviews, and Tony Schiavone had the interview, and then Jim Ross told Tony to interview Stan Hansen, and he's chewing that charm, he's spitting it. Tony's got this look in his face like he just ate a sour lemon, you know? And and they (laughs) go back to Jim Ross and Bob Coddles, and Jim goes, we're going to have to get Tony a raincoat if he has to do many more (laughs) interviews (laughs) with Stan Hansen. Hey, Malcolm, (laughs) let me ask
2: you a question. (laughs) Malcolm, let me ask you a question real quick. You said it was Stan Hansen and Medusa when you went up there, right?
4: Right, she was right next to us So, you went, so you went up
2: there. His you bike. went up there with a big Raider flag, and you went home with a big. Oh, well, I'm, ah, never mind. It's next Company.
4: No, <laughs> I told her I felt bad. I did not know she was a Minnesota Viking fan, and Forget it, Malcolm. I,
2: I got to explain the joke. Bad. It's not funny. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I remember. I you remember the story Stevo told me years ago about um, him and Jay Youngblood. Uh, in Japan, getting ready to wrestle uh, Stan Hansen and Bruiser Brody, right? And they're thinking, well, they will try to, uh, you know, go at at a certain pace to blow the big guys up, right? Well, the match started, and before I know it, <laughs> Ricky said, they were going toe-to-toe with us, and they were actually blowing us up in the ring. We <laughs> could believe it, how well <laughs> they were moving to a few big guys. And you had, you know, Brody drop-kicking, you had Hansen all over the place, slamming <laughs> oh, tough. Yeah. Get rid of the tape, man.
2: I mean, sure, you were you were in WCW back um back when this gentleman was. I mean, the mystique that was in Japan and, and all over with Vader. I mean, even just as far as the entrance was concerned with the helmet. I mean Vader had to be mm-hmm. up there with one of the top draws as far as being a, a beast or a monster or somebody of that mysterious vein, don't you think?
1: Yeah. Oh, God, yes. Vader, matter of fact, I was, uh, the UWFI training I did with Dan, uh, Vader actually was with that particular company as well. Uh, I saw a match that is with their champion at that time, Dakata. And, uh, it was, it was just amazing to see him work that different style, you know, that, uh, the MMA style. And, and then, like, years later, I was doing the Gorgeous stores the third thing up in Indiana and this was when Vader was had his feud with Hogan for the title and this, I don't know if you remember this, when Vader was going around these different promotions, beating people up getting that momentum up for his title match with Hogan for the title WCW title well, he ran in during my match right, and uh, obliterated my opponent and came to me right, and he hasn't seen, you know he didn't see me since the training days, right and, uh, and I, I should have took advice from Sting and Shawn Michael about Covered Up because, you know, he gave me one of those, like, ham hock <laughs> forearms to the corner, right? And I'm thinking, you know, I'm old school. You know, I'm not going to wuss out and put my hands up. You know, take it. I took one shot, and I saw Tweety Birds, Wings of Saturn, <laughs> you name it. Oh, yeah. For, that, the other arm was coming for me, right? And I knew if I didn't do it, something, he would break my jaw. So I ducked Ooh. it, kicked him right Kicked him right between the legs, did a double leg takedown, and and I was cross facing. I was calling the shoot name. like, "Damn it, Leon, what the hell? Do I owe you money, Jesus?" And he looked up at me and recognized who I was. Right? He and, said, hey, and I said, laughs. Hey, dude, I mean, just get me out of here before you kill me, right?" So we get out of the ring. Right? We get in the back, and the, the agent the agent comes up. Like, what's this? What's going on? And uh, I remember Vader. Pushing him back and says, Don't F with him. That's my boy from Japan, right? And he and they just looked, looked at us and was like, Oh, and just walked away. <laughs> Vader, but man, Vader's no joke, man. Toughest to come. Toughest to come, dude. A nice guy. Really, a sweetheart. Mm-hmm. A big teddy bear, but man. The mm-hmm. man. Yeah. When he gets going. He's another
4: one, Papa Stro. He was big when I met him the first time. I was uh, I was real nervous, but I walked up to him. I met him, you know, respecting. He was just, you know, he actually told me, Malcolm is, you know, as crazy as you are, you ought to go into acting. I think you could be a good actor. He was one to put the bug in my ears years ago.
1: Ah. Yeah, Vader was in a movie I saw one time. Uh, he was he was the villain in one movie called Fist of the North Star, I think. Do you guys remember that film? <laughs> it's not, uh, it, it was a sci-fi type movie. I think. Um, so you know, that I think that possible
2: Strowzone movie.
1: I think it was an anime at one point. Yeah, 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 and uh, I'm gonna try to get on the Zone, Seriously, I would love to get on the Strowzone. Cool. <laughs> Fist of the North Star, because I popped and I saw Vader as the villain. It gave me those vibes of that, that video he did with Sting that one time when, when Sting took the helicopter to the mountain to see Vader. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, it had those vibes, you know what I mean? That was, that was really cool. Yeah. fifth to the North Star, that's, yeah, look it up sometime. It's a really cool play.
2: You know, and just going along with the theme of our show, there's a guy that capitalized on, on the gimmick. You know he capitalized on being the monster, being the beast. You know, Leon Leon oh. White, bowl power? Eh, all right. Big Van Vader? Now you got something.
1: Yeah. Speaking of monsters, what about Abdullah the Butcher? Good lord. Yeah, Abdullah.
2: <laughs> oh Abdullah, man. Yeah. Dude, I'm if there was Vader, no right? Abdullah there would be no hardcore. Period. <laughs> yeah. No disrespect yeah, yeah. to Terry or Mick Foley or Onita or anybody else that has done hardcore since. But Abdullah the Butcher was doing hardcore in nineteen sixty nine when it was unheard of. That that gum
4: Abdullah <laughs> <laughs> When I met Abdullah yeah. the Butcher, the only time I met him, I told him my favorite moment of his career was when at Battle Bowl '91 and Mick Foley, uh, Cactus Jack was already announced, and he and they announced that Sergeant Buddy Lee Parker was gonna be his partner. And he beat him with that kind of stick, and I was laughing. Abdullah <laughs> was laughing. Bruno San Martino was next. I mean, that was great. <sighs>
3: hmm. Or
1: not
4: really, he said, said many class- uh, classic
1: matches uh, through the years, Abdullah has
2: many classics. I don't know if you you heard this story that that superstar Billy Graham tells all the time about Abdullah, but they were up in Canada, and Mm -hmm. there was some kid uh, in late 60s, early 70s, there was some kid up there um, who was Native American, did the the Indian gimmick, and he was uh, in the opening match, and unbeknownst to the promoter, unbeknownst to anybody, Abdullah just took off in the middle of his match, hit the ring, threw the opponent out, and beat this kid to an inch of his life. Used the fork on him, used everything, busted him wide open. In fact, he hit an artery. So they had to call the ambulance to get this kid over to the hospital before he bled out. And Abdullah just goes back to the locker room, and he sits down in the Heels locker room. And superstar Billy Graham looks at him and says, Abby, what are you doing? And he just looked at him real nonchalant, real calm. He says, Coleman, I had to get my heat.
6: Hey, um, yeah, I got I, nice. I got, nice. Some I got some comments on Vader and Abdullah. Uh,
0: earlier, sure. I wanted to mention that Vader and
6: uh, Anoki caused a riot in Sumo Hall when Vader debuted and beat Anoki, uh, pretty quickly. And they were banned, the Sumo Hall was banned for uh, New Japan was banned sumo hall for a couple of years after that, but and then, um, I, I met Vader briefly at a show, so that was pretty cool, and got a photo with him. And then uh, Abdullah, I saw him at WrestleCade 2015, and uh, he wasn't talking, but it was a pretty big honor just to interact with him. And he, uh, when he took photos of him, he'd forked you, and he was poking me with the fork, and I, I couldn't sell it. I was just smiling through the photo. He was, like, I was, like fanboying out, because I was getting poked by uh, Abdullah with the fork. It
1: was uh, pretty cool. Interesting. Funny awesome. story about Abdullah. Yeah, yeah, that's really cool. I, I was going to mention the funny story Abdullah one time. Uh, he uh, actually saved my life one time on <laughs> this show. People were throwing stuff at me in the ring, and we're brawling, and he's like covering me, shielding me as he's brawling with me from all the debris they're throwing at me, right? And I'm underneath him, going, "Thank you, thank you, thank you," right. <laughs> And that's how we got the <laughs> president. One show I was on, he was on, right? I had to show uh, a match with this guy, right? And uh, Abdullah comes up to me and said, you know, I should get some serious heat on the guy. To, you know, it'd be good for uh, – because I think we're supposed to have a rematch uh, the night, uh, some night later on, right? So, I, you know, I get in there and get get my heat. And uh, the promoter and everything like, what was that? Yada, yada. I said – Hey, I had to get in my heat, man. This is who told you to do that? And I point Abdullah. Said he did. He's like, oh, okay, good match.
2: <laughs> so I guess superstar Billy Graham was right. I had to get in my heat, Coleman. <laughs>
1: I'm glad you. So I'm glad you brought that up, Chad. Because that simple experience happened to me.
2: <laughs> oh, that's Love, that's funny. That's good stuff. You know.
1: Abdullah
6: used to freak people out. I think uh, Foley talked about it. How Abdullah would put poker chips in his, in his uh, forehead ridges because they were so deep. His devits, he could put poker chips in them.
2: Yep, that's man
1: freak. That's wild, man.
2: Yeah, Abdullah had to block those. He had to block those funny water balloons that he used to throw at him in Puerto Rico. It <laughs> was a mean scene down in them baseball stadiums. You know. He probably could pick up an extra forty, fifty bucks in because they were throwing they were throwing uh Puerto Rican silver dollars at him and not trying to make him feel good. They were trying to hit him in the head with him. Batteries. Well, like I said, those oh. those funny oh, water balloons they used to throw at people too. You,
1: you know, know what, it was uh,
2: uh, at a hmm.
6: at a match with Abdullah. It wasn't uh greater scientific, but it was pretty cool that he got a match at Abdullah in Puerto Rico and was able to you know, survive
2: after the fact, but uh, yeah, and, uh, hmm. do a bit uh, Puerto huge. Rican fans are—you know—Puerto Rican wrestling fans, Puerto Rican baseball fans, Puerto Rican soccer fans—they're all the same. They're all nuts. I mean, they thought <laughs> nothing
0: of, of throwing stuff at him.
2: I mean, I was watching a—I was watching a World Cup qualifier, at the last World Cup, and true to form, they're throwing batteries at the linesman because they got the offside call wrong. <laughs> The, the emergency is oh,
1: actually a third lane. Seriously. That's how crazy they are. Yeah. Driving. Emergency yeah. is a third lane. Was that like, Chad, was that like the dog town
4: in the 80s and those Cleveland Browns fans? Oh, in? bro, NFL, <laughs> NFL fans
2: are <laughs> tame compared to soccer fans. What are you, nuts? <laughs> soccer fans, when they say soccer is a religion and it carries over to professional wrestling, they're not joking. Some guys used to go in there with pockets armed. And then they had the water balloons. Only problem was they didn't have a hose. You do the math. Yeah, some, some places win, lose, and draw. it's their animals
1: rolling the streets after a game.
2: Go figure. Oh, and, and then you've got to realize if you go to Bayamon or you go to, or you go to San Juan and there's, what, 40,000 people in the baseball stadium, another 25,000 couldn't get in. That was heavy duty back then. I mean, that's when draws oh. were draws. They weren't going, you know, you get promotions yeah. now, and God bless them. I know it's a different time. Oh, man, we just drew 800 people. That's awesome. They were drawing 12,000 in the Mid South Coliseum every Monday night. Yeah. And it was just. a, it was a different time. Mm, it sure was. Hey, Papa Stro. You guys, you know, hey,
4: do remember butchers?
1: you guys. No, go ahead, Michael, real quick.
4: Okay, hey, real moment, quick,
2: and Malcolm. It was Halloween oh,
4: Havoc, 91, and he's fighting Sting, and he, they put Sting in that electric chair, and Sting turned it around, and he ended up there, and it was Cactus Jack through the switch, fried
2: him.
1: <laughs> to that, duel, that was a tickle.
2: Just be thankful they didn't put a light bulb in his mouth.
1: <laughs> like go right. faster.
2: Yeah, you had Uncle Abby and Uncle Fester They'd have been the uncles, new tag team <laughs>
1: you, you guys remember Matt, Mad Dog um, Bashan, Bashan? Yeah. yeah Yeah, that guy yeah. Was,
3: oh I do. I, thought,
1: I got to meet the guy I got to meet the guy at a Memphis Legends uh, convention There in Louisville That night of Legends And this is like, you know, I've seen him in action Years ago to that point But I'd actually be on, be on a show with him right and and the guy was still a beast. I mean, okay. God, dang. And I, I watched videos of him doing the the, the tug-of-war challenges and the, the bit where he threw Lawler literally over the top, mm-hmm. press slammed him over the mm-hmm. top. And and Lawler was trying to make the table, but he overshot it and, like, hurt it, legitimately hurt his leg. And wow. it, it was like, he it, 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 it threw Lawler his velocity, man. It was, like, scary. <laughs> yeah.
2: I'll tell you about Mad Dog is back in 83 when, when Ganya brought uh, – before Hogan made the jump after Rocky III over to the WWE, they had an AWA card and they had a local ring announcer because that's what, what Ganya did is he didn't bring in a ring announcer. He brought in a local ring announcer. And he brought in Gene Overland because Gene was more over than half the roster. And uh, Mad Dog gets in a ring God, and he attacks the ring, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <right? laughs> the ring announcer. Yeah, right? But Mad Dog attacks the ring announcer. And I mean, he lays him out. The guy's out cold. Oh, Hasn't even announced the match yet, and the guy's out cold. Mad Dog just went in there and destroyed him. And so Gene Okerlund rushes into the ring and grabs the microphone and uh, does an impromptu interview. And he says, "He's like <laughs> Mad Dog. Why did you do that? Why did you Why did you attack the ring announcer?" And Mad Dog, in that in that half French, half Algerian accent, says, "I didn't like him." He had a stupid-looking suit on.
3: <laughs>
2: that was, he was a lot
1: like gun. Like, uh, was probably
2: like the Curry announcer Bucking in Rocky, up.
1: Rocky, th- Rocky uh, Three. Said, "See you next yeah. year." Thank God.
2: <laughs> Thank God.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's
4: what he said about Mad Dog Bashan and you know beating up the ring announcer. That's like uh, when that. That ring announcer grabbed Terry Funk's cowboy hat and he had a preliminary match and he carried beat the snot at you. <laughs> oh,
3: <geez>.
2: Yeah, <laughs> difference is that this poor guy didn't do nothing wrong. All he did was grab the grab the microphone, attempt to announce the to announce the combatants and got served his <laughs> rendit. He was like, Whatever. I yeah, mean that was that mad dog awesome though.
1: The, like Pat, he's the guy that kinda he would look at you and you faint.
2: <laughs> yeah. But you know,
1: <laughs> that mean, <rugged> look. <laughs> little
2: known little known fact about Mad Dog is that when he was younger and you know, he just got out of the Olympics, uh him and his brother were both, I mean, very well dressed, very good-looking guys. I mean, you know, the, the Vashans, I hate to say it, the the you know, the good looks in the Vashans didn't last with uh with Vivian and with Luna. I mean, Mad Dog and Butcher before they actually got into their gimmicks and lost teeth, they weren't bad-looking guys. You know, they carried themselves in, right. in suits, and it was, again, the, the 40s and the 50s were a different era from the 60s and the yeah. 70s and moving forward. Forgive I mean, back me. I back then. i got to you... correct myself.
1: i got to yeah. correct myself. Uh, when I was talking about Lawler, uh, it was Joe LaDuke who's our frozen friend. Oh, too. okay. Yep. He was nothing, Joe, Leduc. Joe Leduc. Oh, yeah. He's the one that took the axe to his head. Remember that in the promo? Yeah. <laughs> he, uh... <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
6: He split his wrist in one of those promos, and that was pretty uh, uh, shocking to see, especially uh, someone in, in that time period to be uh, cutting during a promo. It's crazy.
1: Right. The shocking part and, is he and, actually and, finished and, the and, promo. And I'm
4: glad we mentioned
1: – yeah, I'm glad we mentioned the Pachance, Like, they were a beast in their own right. But, yeah, uh, Joe LeDuc oh, yeah. was actually the guy I was talking about because that guy was – man, he was in a whole new level of scary.
2: <laughs> yes. Yes, and going along with that, you know, you're talking about guys that are very nice away from the ring, but just terrifying in the ring. I'll give you a couple of modern examples. Uh, Sin Bodie and Funny Bone. Funny Bone, oh, yeah. day creeps can't. me out. You know, but they're, nice, they're, guys. they're real nice guys in the locker room, real nice guys away from the ring. But, you know, when Funny Bone came out to House of a Thousand Corpses, it creeped me out. Not bad. <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey, by the way, I yeah. was teaming with them. They're in Vegas, man. I, I had I had a blast teaming with those guys. Those guys are awesome.
2: Yep, that was the match, brother. That was the match. No, in fact, no, that was that was really cool. That was one night removed from me uh, being forced to dance with a doll from the top rope. <laughs> 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 I don't even have to get into that story. I'm over there oh, doing my thing. God. Next thing I know I look out of the corner of my right eye and I got a doll in a blue dress flying at me. Nothing something more get, scary.
1: Gave a whole meaning to the devil with the blue dress on, right? Uh <laughs> stiffest bump I ever had a
4: wheel.
1: Dorothy was stiff as hell. She is, man I do not I d I don't I don't even mess with Dorothy, man. She's,
2: yeah, she's brutal. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what she got so mad about. I just asked her for, you know, I asked her to dance, and she took me literally.
1: If, it, if you ever want to take her candy away from her, look out.
2: She loves her candy. Now wait a minute. I, I'm I'm arrogant and I'm boastful, but I'm not stupid.
1: That's that's why whenever I have some candy, I know, you know, I better give it to her before she gets mad.
2: Oh yeah, oh most definitely. But I mean, you know, it, it's just that's, like I said. That's Halloween. You know, nicest nicest guys you ever wanted to meet outside the ring. Uh, yes. In fact, I still got a picture of, of my wife posing with uh, with Sin Bodhi and um, <laughs> he decided to pull the rib on her while they were posing for the picture. and He stuck his finger in her ear, and she grabbed this. And she wound up grabbing his beard. And he looked at me, and he goes, "Bro, <laughs> she grabbed my beard." I said, "Serves you right."
3: <laughs>
2: I said, "You started it. Oh, Serves you right." Oh my
1: goodness. That's awesome.
2: Yeah. That was that was back when that was back when those those events and those um those reunions were a good time. You know, I was again uh, we're going yeah. back to Luthez and going back to Nick Bockwinkle. I mean those those were no, men that, that held they they led that organization with with um selflessness. You know, they ran that organization to right. to run it for the good of all, not the good of themselves. But that's a story for a different day. Right.
1: We'll, we'll have to we do a show about that. I'm nice sure. uh, Steve, <laughs> you got any monsters you want to throw at us? You thought we're cool. What about? Or hey, what about
6: uh, what about uh, uh missing link and Kamala,
1: as monsters? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, missing
4: link. Yes, yeah. Right, yeah, yeah, great
6: pick.
1: <sighs> great pick, man. Anybody got a cool missing link and Kamala stories? Yeah. Uh, I met Kamala. I didn't meet the missing link.
6: I think it was Bruce Owens, this referee that I met at these conventions. He has a really funny missing link story. I can't do it justice, but basically missing link had some, uh, uh, like, fake teeth, like uh, dental teeth that uh, got lost. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, Bruce Owens, like, had to... uh, either pay him back or owe him money and he had to go look for him and it was just such a funny story like if you ever get the chance to uh contact bruce owens like he's got such a funny missing link story and plus one of my coworkers, uh who's a bit older uh he like found out that i like wrestling and he 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 mentioned missing links to me so he, he must have been uh a big deal in his day, cause just to have coworkers uh, mention him to me. But, um, and then nice. Kamala, Kamala, uh, was Jerry Lawler's creation. So pretty cool that, uh, Jerry had a hand in that. And then, um, uh, Kamala was pretty funny, uh, in his later years. And he even, uh, yeah. singed. He like did like a diss track. The, uh, yeah, story. he was good
1: too. He was really had a good yeah. voice on him.
2: Yeah, hey guys, I'll tell you. I'll, I'll tell you a very very short story from my fan days as a teenager with Kamala. We were at the Rosemont Horizon and Kamala was wrestling Hogan during their series, and right. Hogan got a little overexcited, and when he threw Kamala out of the ring, and he kind of threw him out of the ring, and Kamala lands on his on his rear end toward the guardrail right in front of where we were sitting. And I don't know who they had working as Kimchi that night or Friday, as he was called in in uh, WWF, but uh, but Kamala was upset. And he says, "Go in there and tell that fool that I said to take it easy." And me and my buddies looked at each other and we're like, "Holy crap, Kamala can speak English!" <laughs> oh wow. Yeah, Jim was pissed. One he time, was go and he didn't say fool. He said something else. I was keeping it kind of PC. He says, "Go in there and tell that fool I should have take it easy." <laughs> I remember one time in Canada,
1: I was I was at a show with a do uh, well, missing Link, right? And I, I was getting some heat with the crowd I had this mannequin head with me, right? And I, I kept telling the mannequin head, saying that the mannequin represented the Canadians, right? How dumb they were, right? And, then, <laughs> and it turns out I named the mannequin head Dewey after <laughs> Missing Oh, my God. <laughs> he thought it was great.
3: <laughs> it was, oh,
4: I'm sure he
1: did. It was, it was, like, it was
2: good heat, you know. Uh, they said that they, Heenan told a story one time before he got sick that uh, uh, the Missing Link was mistaken and actually thought Heenan was his actual manager. And he says, uh, uh, yeah, give me a wake-up call for tomorrow morning at 8.30 and uh, make sure the car is ready. <laughs> and Bobby looks at him and says, wait a second, idiot. I manage you in the arena, not outside the arena. Take care of your own wake-up calls.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, man. And Missy Link looked at him and goes, but I thought you were my manager because my last name's not Ellering. Ellering,
4: <laughs> <laughs> no. Pop yeah.
2: He said, "You want an Hello. outside manager call?" Summer, Paul. <laughs> summer
4: right? of nineteen eighty-seven, superstars wrestling, and uh, Sika and Kamala had teamed up. I think the Wizard had put them together, or some other manager, and and Kamala. The I think they're taking on the Can-Am Connection, Rick Martel and Tom Singh, in, in like oh, wow. a main event match. And it's on, no, it wasn't on Superstars. it was on Wrestling Challenge and Gorilla Monsoon and Bobby Heenan doing the commentary. And um, and Kamala's going to the top of the row on top of the third turnbuckle. And Bobby Heenan goes, oh, here we go, Eric Kamala. <laughs>
3: he
4: goes, He'll be a pancake if he lands on him.
2: <laughs> Oh, my goodness. But uh, You know, Story, you brought up a good point, and Malcolm brings up a good point with the wizard. I mean, King Curtis Ikea talk about a monster, or a beast in his own right. I mean, the yeah. guy was proficient in sumo. He was a hell of a main event wrestler back in the '60s and '70s, and then progressed into the '80s into a management role. I mean, you know, King Curtis was up there with the top beasts. One of the best
1: promos in the business.
2: Oh, most King definitely. You
1: know, I another
4: one. I met Kamala at Big Time Wrestling years ago. First time. And I walked up to him, and I said, I didn't know you could talk. And he goes, of course I could talk. And I said, well, I saw you in this Piper's pit. It was the fall of 1986, and you were the guest. The wizard and kimchi was keeping you in. And Piper goes, you know, you manage him. He goes, he eats a lot of moon pies. He had a moon pie on his belly, and he's kind of overweight the belly. (laughs) And he says, just do me a favor. Do everybody a favor. Don't let him breathe with anybody. <laughs> like, come on, he's laughing.
1: <laughs> oh, my goodness. Hey, I, one of the topic of Giants, Mosses, and Beasts, what about the great Kabuki, man? Yeah, there you go. Oh,
4: oh.
1: oh that, that guy, he, he used to terrify, terrify people. <laughs> World class
4: championship wrestling, the great Kabuki. Didn't Gary Hart manage him? Yes. Yeah.
1: Steve, you want, longevity. Say, you
6: want to follow up on that? Yeah, he had a longevity, long career. I was watching one of his uh, pro wrestling Noah matches, and he's pretty uh, elderly at that point. He was still working. He was still uh, swinging the nunchucks before uh, working that match. And it was a tag team match, and it was pretty cool. I think he might have worked at New Japan Battle Royal, and I, I think he uh, worked in Pro Wrestling Noah in a tag team. And I just one of his uh, later matches I saw. Him. It was pretty cool that he was able to still go at his age.
1: Amazing. Man, he, uh, he had such a mystique about him. It, it was uncanny, and people to this day still talk about Kabuki. <laughs> it's pretty wild. Oh
6: yeah, uh, Steve Carino. Steve Carino was, just, was mentioning that on commentary how, how scared he was of Kabuki in his youth.
1: Yeah. Uh, another another guy. He didn't have to say a word, but it's just look. He just had that terrifying look about him. You know. Yeah. Oh, there was a, sort
4: of similar to the great. I think,
6: I think there was an All Japan match with uh, Kabuki and Tiger Mask too. I believe that was pretty interesting, and I think it ended with like a no contest or, or a counter or a DQ, but it was pretty cool getting to see Kabuki work with. I think it was Masala Tiger Mask in the uh, All Japan. Mm-hmm. Hey, Obviously. Hey. Uh,
4: yeah, Steve, did the great Kabuki spit out Green Mist like Muda did? It's been a long time.
6: Yeah, he was the original hero. Okay,
4: yeah. it been a long
1: time. There's, I used to watch... When, Matthew, when a when six, wasn't there a six man there's, a while back with uh, Kabuki, uh, Muda, yeah. and Tajiri? I Ooh, think so. There's, there's,
6: there's pictures of them uh, doing Mist together. I think of Kabuki oh, wow. and uh Muda doing that and I believe Sugeri as well.
1: That's awesome. That is awesome. Good I really stuff. like I uh, Did Hogan
3: the ever
4: guy... wrestle the great Kabuki?
1: I'm not sure. I'd love to see it. If if it did they did if it, it did, did, did be, happen. It did be-
4: well,
1: I'm not doing but, a dream match or anything. I'm just trying to reflect.
6: No, I, I'm not sure, but he de- he definitely faced uh, Muda, uh Hogan did do Japan, but. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. I forgot what I was going to say. But, oh, yeah. I really like when Gaijin use uh, the poison mist. I uh, like. Uh, yeah. Just Havoc. No, not just Havoc. Mischief did it. I saw her do it in Ring mm-hmm. of Honor, and then. Uh, uh Chris Sherigo just did it recently in the Nick Gage match, I thought that was a cool right. finish using the, the
4: best. hey, Steve, I gotta say this. I love your insight of the Japanese wrestling. I mean, nobody talks it the way you do. I gotta get that in
6: uh I' try my best, but um <laughs> <Can't we? laughs> yeah uh, theres there's so many people there's so many people on the internet that I can learn from, and uh. There's there's a lot of experts out there but it's it's always nice to talk about it here on uh VST Nation and
1: retro. You know, we, we gotta mention guys like Undertaker and Kane, man. I mean those those guys are Thank you know as far as like modern day monsters and phenoms and <laughs> you know what
2: I mean?
1: Thank you. I was
6: gonna uh, had them I uh, had them in my head, uh yeah, Kane and Tigger are definitely monsters and, and giants as well. Um, I think those two are re- what really got me into wrestling, um, especially in the early 2000s. Um, and and Kane, he got a lot of – a lot of people got turned off by Kane unmasking, but I thought him unmasking uh, helped. Uh, yeah. He was, he was still a monster at that point. Um the way he was like burning Jim Ross and he was uh, terrorizing Eric Bischoff, and he was still causing mayhem, even without the mask. Um, and he took inspiration from uh, Red Dragon, that book, which I thought was pretty cool that I learned about in his uh, his autobiography. But um, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, Undertaker and Painter are two of my all time favorites for sure. And the legendary feud, and, and they've tag teamed together.
4: A bunch, so. Uh,
3: yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah, and Papa they Stro- and they were
1: they were on top for quite a while for many years. Best debut, best debut ever, I would say, Keynes when he when he attacked Undertaker
6: oh. at the Home and match of Bad Blood
1: with the Shawn Michaels. Yeah, <laughs> that was pretty terrifying. Very, <laughs> that Michael was pretty Meyer, terrifying. Yeah.
4: Yes. Yeah, Papa Stroke. <laughs> I only met. Mark Calloway, The Undertaker, one time, we're at Frank and I drove down from Las Vegas, and it was November 17, 2018. It was on a Saturday. And I had a Hulk Hogan jacket with me in a life-size stand-up with The Undertaker, you know, because he, he had a baseball cap on, a T-shirt, and jeans. You know, everybody mm-hmm. expected him to come in wearing his Undertaker stuff. And they were all disappointed. Right. You know, and he when I got to the table to meet him, I was like one of the last ones in line and I think I waited three hours there in line for him. And he commented to me, he said, I've been watching you all day in line. He goes, You've been bubbly, up you know, everybody else's been moody, you know, you've been trying to entertain people, talk with them. He says, I'm really he said, It's really a pleasure to meet a fan like you. And I went up to him, and I said, well, some fans told me, I just want to ask you yes or no, could you sign my Hulk Hogan jacket? Because you and the Hulk at Survivor ninety-one and and uh, Tuesday in Texas were two of the best matches I ever saw in my life. And he said, give me the jacket. He signed it for me. And I said, well, all these fans said you wouldn't sign anything with Hulk Hogan. And he says, hey, Malcolm, he said, you listen to yourself. You don't listen to these fans. You want something signed. You know, just ask somebody. If they don't want to sign it, you know, at least you took a chance to get it. He said, Don't listen to these other wrestling fans. He said, you know, he said, You're you're a good you're a good person, I could tell, and you're a good fan. And you know, he was just I, I did the whole token voice for him and he laughed like crazy. And all these wrestling fans at Frankenstein, you know, they're saying, Hey, Malcolm, you made the Undertaker laugh. He doesn't even smile when he comes to the ring. You know, and that felt so good, Papa Stro. It I just made I, somebody feel that good. You guys, you guys remember? Um,
1: you guys remember uh, King King Mabel Visera? He was pretty intimidating. Yeah, yeah.
6: He was in the ministry at one point. I,
1: he was. Sure was. He's, uh, I used to team with him actually. Back when he was King Mabel, and then um, yeah. l- later. <laughs> Later became Visera, and he was even more terrifying. Yeah, <laughs> the suspenders, you know what I mean. When he became he came uh, up King, up when, we, yeah. when King he was part of men yeah. on a mission. Wow. That, that's when he was known as Mabel. Then he became King Mabel when he won the King in a Ring tournament.
6: I never got to uh, meet Visera or Undertaker, but. Uh, getting the chance to meet Kane at the convention was pretty cool, and asking him about working with, with or without the mask, and um, telling him which uh, version of him I like that O3 unmasked version. But um, yeah, for Monster
3: sure.
1: then there's Bam Bam Bigelow who, for a guy his size, was just amazing Bam- to watch. <laughs> Peace from the East. Yes. Pop his throat. Remember <laughs>
4: Survivor Series 87? And he was the last man in because Bundy and the one-man gang got Hogan disqualified on purpose outside the ring. And Bam Bam almost won it single-handedly. He just couldn't. Andre was too much for him. But, man, he, he was in there against three against one. And I thought he was going to win the match that day. I really did. Oh, Bam Bam
1: has great matches over the years.
0: Go ahead. I
6: love Bam Bam. I love Bam Bam's work in ECW Taz I think that was some of ECW's oh, best man. work right there. When they would go through the ring, when they'd go through the the stage ramp, the walkway. Yeah, that was just, that was just awesome chaos. Like just seeing uh, oh, just small Taz and Bam Bam just go just start breaking, going through
1: stuff. It was just cool. Oh, their match was awesome. <laughs> Amazing man! Yeah, another I love, good yeah, match those by Bam, Bam
4: Bam. Papa Stroh, another good match by Bam Bam was Starcade '88. It was the third to last match. Him and Barry Wyndham for the United States title. Man, Barry, yeah, they had a great match. Barry put the claw on him. He says, "He's mine, y'all, you know. And, and, and Bam Bam just, you know, somehow overtook it. You know, he, he went through all kinds of obstacles. He almost won the match, almost won the United States
1: title, but he won I told him. Yeah, Bandem's great, man. And speaking of modern day beasts, we we can't leave out Brock Lesnar. <laughs> yeah, that guy. Next he's thing. still a beast.
6: I was was not happy when be he beat kick at WrestleMania. I thought Taker should. Uh, retained that streak but um it's it's interesting their history together, Undertaker and Brock. Brock was Undertaker's one of Undertaker's toughest uh, rivals, uh when he was biker taker and uh you know, was able to defeat the streak in WrestleMania, um, dominate John Cena. Um, yeah, he, he, he's John Cena says that Brock Lesnar is one best ever. Uh, I w- even Walter. I think Walter even said something similar that Brock is one of the best ever. So how uh, do argue against it just based on the accomplishments alone? Just beating Undertaker WrestleMania and de- dominating John Cena. And, you know, having uh, just just his early work too, when he was 02 to 04, just all the names that he went through, dominating Hulk Hogan. Going through Undertaker, I think that that No Mercy, uh Stone match with uh, Taker is underrated and uh doesn't get talked about enough. Oh, like, yeah. I used to watch that. I used to watch that back on VHS because it was just so good and it was so yeah. violent and dramatic with Heyman at, at cage side. So uh, yeah, I
3: think oh, it's
6: Brock, uh, Brock has had a Hall of Fame career for sure, and uh, it'll
1: be interesting to see what he
6: does with uh, Roman next
1: and uh, hopefully Bobby Lashley. First, the first F5 I saw him do was uh, on Rikishi, and my jaw just dropped. I mean, to pick up a guy that that size of Rikishi and give him an F5, I just flipped out like, wow. <laughs> awesome. yes, uh, he had a controversial
0: uh, run with New so it was short-lived.
6: That's the uh, favorite comment about him it's just interesting that Brock was able to work there at one point and uh, you know he was, somebody was trying to block him from wrestling over there and uh, he even called the F5 the verdict. as like a, a shot at them. So Brock mm-hmm. is, is, is uh, he'll, he'll go where he wants to go and obviously he he, he you know, had some success in UFC becoming heavyweight champion over there uh, beating Randy Couture and um, his last fight, his last fight he had, even though uh, I think he uh, passed a positive for something, he was able to beat Mark Hunt. So obviously he's, he's had a, mm-hmm. a, a interesting career in UFC and uh, controversial one in New Japan, but definitely a Hall of Fame career in WWE and UFC for mm-hmm. sure.
1: Absolutely, um, amazing. And he's not done yet. He just made his return WWE. So. Right.
6: <laughs> I thought he was going to MMA or doing or doing some other organization because the rumors were that he was going to go somewhere else. But you know, Vince, he he definitely seems value like he's a rock and not want one to go anywhere.
1: So right, back eight more uh, matches. Well, this has been fun, guys. Uh, such a blast tonight talking about giants, monsters, and beasts. Uh, you guys anything you'd like to plug so plug away
6: um you can uh reach me at slower online and uh, I'm definitely looking forward to uh for wrestling interviews on Sundays 9 to 10 and uh when that uh, get, gets broadcast on the radio after the fact but uh, uh it's always a pleasure to uh talk to you on uh, retro uh I, I enjoyed my call on uh, Tuesday. I don't always get, I don't easily get the call in on Tuesday because I'm working on that uh, in the room. But mm-hmm. uh, Jim Molyndee was a pleasant surprise and glad we can get Kathy on tonight. And uh,
1: thanks for having me on. Oh, absolutely. And I hope, hope Jim could join us next week, too, next Tuesday. It was a pleasure mm-hmm. having him. Sure. Malcolm, you got anything you'd like to plug?
4: Yeah, Papa Strow. Uh Chaz was talking earlier about, you know, it's too late to say things about wrestlers. Well, you know, whoever's listening, every wrestler I've met, I've shown respect for. Even the ones that got uptight with me, Dr. D. David Schultz at one time, Billy Gunn got uptight with me at one time, but. You know, I I never argue with the wrestler because they're doing something that you know I wasn't allowed a career to do in this world, and you gotta show people that kind of respect that you look up to. And another thing I want to say is, you know, every everybody has their champion. Everybody, everybody, everybody has their generation. Mine is always going to be Roddy Piper and Hulk Hogan back in 85. You know, no matter what happens in the future, to me, that was it. When Hogan was, you know, riding a Harley, when Hogan was, uh, you know, he was first he had Eye of the Tiger, then he had he, he held the title for four years. It took McMahon had to use two Earl and Dave Hapner, twin referees with Teddy Biasi, to strip Hogan of the title. Because back then, Papastro, no one would have taken plug. that title off of Hulk Hogan. He would have, <laughs> they'd have to pride it out of his, his dead hands. That's how dedicated he was and how much of a role model he was to us in the 80s. And I was in my early yeah.
3: 20s. And then
4: uh, one more thing. I've got a event coming up. I missed the one August 6th because I don't have a
3: picture Nothing I
4: yet. I can't get okay. on a plane. But if I can get on there. October 8th. I'll be at big-time wrestling, and I'm not going there to meet the wrestlers that are there. I'm going there to meet friends of mine, wrestling fans in the Bay Area, Northern California, Newark Pavilion, you know, in Newark, California, and I want to say hello to everybody, and Davina Rose may be there, Bailey, and I haven't seen her since December 2012, and it'll be really nice to see her again if I do go to this thing.
1: That's awesome. Yeah, I hope. Yeah, as oh, keep us Pop informed of that. You want, You're invited
4: if you want to show up. Hey, thanks. <laughs>
1: Appreciate it. Sounds like we'll a great you show. you a Yeah. Fantastic. And also, um, AW's all out is this Sunday, right? The pay per view. Steve.
6: Sorry. Yeah, it is. Uh, I believe so. Yeah, so yeah. I have- I'm definitely been looking forward to that. So, uh, I think Dana yeah. Bryan will be there, uh, unannounced. Sweet. So, it'll be an interesting show to watch for sure. CM Punk awesome. and Darby Allen. Yeah, it'll, it'll be
4: will oh, yeah. cool. Steve, so. Steve will Sting be there?
6: Um, I think he'll be there temporarily. I think he'll be there to support Darby, but I don't think he'll be ringside. So. I think he'll be there, but not uh, during the whole match. But he'll definitely be uh, supporting Darby Allen before that match. But uh, uh, Malcolm uh, Marini asked about you uh, on Tuesday, and I told them that uh, I told them they were okay because Adam uh,
4: contacted me back. Oh, if they want to so even contact me. You can give my yeah. number; I'll talk to anybody now. All right. Uh, if I
1: don't have it, I'll, I'll deal with that too. Hey, okay, you got my total permissions, Professor Steve. Cool. Or well, thank Kathy, you guys yeah. again. You guys, you guys, totally make the show, man. It's been such a blast tonight. It was great to have Kathy with us and uh, Chaz joining us again, and everybody, and of course, Mr. Hollywood and everybody. It's but but Lyn had a great time, and for the listeners that listen in, you want to chat the archives, go to vocnation. For WCW Retro and Giants, Monsters, and Beasts. And uh we'll definitely have a, another interesting topic to talk about next week for sure. But uh you guys take care, keep in touch, have a great rest of the week and weekend, and we'll see you next Thursday right here on WCW Retro. And with that, uh win the show with some free birds.
3: God bless you, Jeffy.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. God bless.